Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Birds Nation. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Birds 365. It is a waiting Wednesday. Yes, we must show the patience because uh, the Super Bowl is still 11 days off. We got to do some waiting, but it will get here. It'll be the showdown between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Andy Reid against Nick Sirianni and Johnny Mack. That's why I want to start today with the Eagles head coach. Uh, You guys got a chance to talk to him yesterday. I heard his interview on WIP yesterday morning. Um, It it just is amazing that we are two years removed from the stuttering, didn't have the answers, uh, introductory press conference of the Eagles head coach, where some people were ready to say, hey, we made a mistake. Let's move on before well, we actually oh, have to live that, through this. You're not supposed to bring that up. They all knew he was going to be great. Yeah, oh, not not, not all, not everybody. Um, but on this man, show, we said give him a chance, I believe, both I, of us. Exactly what we said. And uh, you talk about a guy who's grown up on the job. Um, it is just two years and coming into this game, he certainly doesn't have the same experience in the biggest game of all that Andy Reid does, but he doesn't look too big for the moment. He doesn't look no. like this is going to in any way, shape or form to be too big a task for him. It, although he didn't really say anything and he's gotten really good at that too. And that's an art oh. to itself saying something without saying something. He looks like he's very much up to the task. Oh yeah. I mean, look, they have the best team in football. He He's very comfortable in all these situations for one reason, Jody. He knows he's got the best team. Do you think that's what it is? Yes. Right? He knows he has the best team. 
it's a very comforting feeling um, when you look up and down that locker room and you see all those players. I mean, I joked about it, and Miles Sanders said it before the season, the all-star team. And we kind of all snickered, and we thought, oh, is this going to be the dream team quote? Well, they made a run at it. Uh, with their 22 starters, 17 of them, uh, either Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl alternate, some of them all pro. And remember, that didn't include Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Dallas Goddard only because of injuries. So it would have spiked up to 19. Every Almost every single starter on this team got some kind of postseason accolade, and deservedly so. Um, there's a couple you could say were underappreciated. Guys like Isaac Samalo, TJ Edwards. Um, but they received recognition as well. Uh, I've never seen a team like it. Um, you know, I was around, I say it all the time, the 98 Vikings, this team's better. Uh, that team was 15-1, and one, ultimately lost in the championship game, and Gary Anderson, the first perfect season, uh, missed a big field goal. Otherwise, they would have, who knows. Um, the Eagles Super Bowl uh, team, this team's far more talented. Doesn't mean they're going to finish the job, but it's a better team um, than that team was. Uh, it's comforting. It's comforting. But but how much does that last game move the needle? I would, you, I mean, it, it moves the needle immensely. If they lose this game, that 2017 team will always be regarded as better than this team. Right. Always. They're not, but they will be regarded as such. Yeah, you got to finish it. Um, that's just the way people are. I mean, if you don't win... Like, for years, I said that 98 Vikings team was the best team, one of the best teams ever. Probably the, the best Patriots team ever was the team that didn't win, the, the team that won 16-0 in the regular season, ultimately lost in the Super Bowl. They won all those titles. The best team didn't win. Their best team didn't win. Um, it, a lot of things have to align to win a Super Bowl. It's very difficult. But, yeah. I mean, history will not record you as as good as they are if they don't finish this. If they finish this, yeah, they'll be regarded as the best team in Eagles history. And I'm not going back to 1960. I'll, I'll say modern history. Super Bowl era, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they got to finish it. They got to finish it and. They have the deeper and more talented team, and that's the reason they're favorite. People have kind of woken up to that and said, wait a minute, look at these rosters. And I think that's why, getting back to your original point, that's why he's so comfortable. He knows it. Uh, understood, and I agree the Eagles are favorite. By the way, it's a point and a half at almost every wagering outlet. Uh, some places it opened up with Kansas City actually a half-point favorite. The line moved pretty quickly. It has gotten as high as two, but it's sitting at a point and a half uh, right now and has been steady that way for uh, a good day and a half now. And I think it will stay very close, uh, up to three, down to one. I do not think it's going to move much either way leading up to the game. That's favoritism, but it's not overt favoritism. 
this is not a bad Kansas City Chief team that they're going to be taking on in the Super Bowl, J-Mac. They, too, went 14-3, and three, same as the Eagles. Had to work a little bit harder to get to the Super Bowl, but between you and I, they had a little bit of a tougher task. I would say the Jaguars were better than the Giants, and the Bengals were certainly better than the 49ers, or what showed up here and whined in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game. So... It's not like, uh, why are we even playing this game? The Eagles are a uh, better team. They're just matchups. Oh, no, this Kansas Chief team's darn good, and it's a point and a half for a reason. These two teams are evenly matched. If you say they're, they're not even, one's got to be out of the other. I'm with you. It's got to be Philadelphia. They've, they've uh, played better. The roster looked better. They've gotten the postseason accolades. But it's darn close between these two teams. Oh, it, it, Kansas City's tremendous. I mean, I I can't see enough good things about Andy Reid. I I mean, we know his history in Philadelphia, right? If he beats, he's the all-time winningest coach uh, in in Eagles history. If he beats the Eagles in the Super Bowl, ironically, uh, he will be the all-time winningest coach in Kansas City history. Um, he's a top five coach of all time. Um, so number one, you start with that. You know they're going to be prepared. We always talked. We we always knew about Andy here when he had the bye week, the extra week of preparation. I mean, he's always prepared. He's always got his team ready to go, and they have the best player in the world in Patrick Mahomes at the most important position. Um, thankfully for the Eagles, um, he's he's not a hundred percent. He's not going to be a hundred percent. But I mean. He's <laughs> I, when when you have Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance to win every game. And it was like Aaron Rodgers in his prime. I always describe that the how spoiled the Green Bay player uh, fans were. They thought they would win every game, and they had the right to think that way because that's the guy they had at quarterback. Now Kansas City's got that guy. So their fans are the same way. They expect to win every game. Um, they think they're going to win every game, and they should think that way because that's how dominant uh, Patrick Mahomes is. Um, but they're a very top-heavy team. They're, 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 they're good players are really good. Chris Jones, really good player. Uh, Travis Kelsey, really good player. But the Eagles are so deep and so strong everywhere. And, you know, it, it, Ed Kratz and I were, were putting together this something with top 15 players in the Super Bowl. And you start to look at, you know, boy, I'm, I'm looking at these rosters and it's like, all right, Kansas City's tremendous at the top. And then it's like Eagles, 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 just so deep. And that's, you know, but if you got the home run hitter, and the home run hitter has a big day, Yeah, you're in trouble. Um, Want to give you a stat that I saw from my buddy, uh, Bob Vitrone Jr., who you should, everyone should follow on Twitter, at Stats. If you've heard him before with me on WIP, he's going with Big Daddy all the time. Uh, he's one of the best stat crunchers uh, around, uh, not just Philadelphia, but nationally as well, in my opinion. He put out a great stat for Eagle fans. And, oh, by the way, Boop is a Chief fan. 
He's a Chiefs slash Eagle fan. He's got an AFC team. He's got an NFC team, and he roots for them both equally. So he's uh, kind of. I, 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 I love uh, uh, Boop stats. I love Bob, but uh, yeah, I don't like the AFC NFC uh, fans. I'm gonna. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say that off right off. You the have top. to choose in yes. You John gotta have Nolan's one opinion. favorite team. If you're a fan, you gotta have one favorite team. That's and your favorite team would be what, John? I don't have a favorite team. Oh, I'm okay. No, fan. wait. Didn't you just say you have to have a favorite team? No, I said I, if I, you were a fan, you missed the first part. If you are a fan, you have to have one favorite team. In my opinion. And my opinion is, for a guy who says he doesn't have a favorite team, I'm not sure you can sit in judgment of how someone else decides who they are a fan or fan of. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I'll give you the boop stat that I, I no idea on, which kind of should buoy Eagle fans. You mentioned how good Andy Reid is on the bye. For his entire career, Andy Reid playing a team after a bye who hasn't come on a bye themselves is 28 and three. That's unheard of, John. No one could be that good at anything with that big a sample size. 28 and three is like incomprehensible to be so good at something. But that is when Andy Reid's team is coming off a, a bye and the other team isn't. If you look at when Andy Reid's team is coming off a bye, and the other team is coming off a bye as well. Andy's only two and three. And that includes a I'm Super Bowl win. There were five times. A That's Super rare. Bowl loss. It happened twice, weirdly, in the regular season against, believe it or not, the Atlanta Falcons. When Andy was here in Philadelphia, two years in the eighth week of the season, not only was it the same team, not only was the other team on a bye in front of them the same week they were. It was the same exact team. It was the Falcons in week eight. And they split those two games. And Andy, of course, has lost twice in the Super Bowl and won only once. So when the other team also has a bye, Andy's only two and three. That's not near as good as 28 and three, which is uh, immeasurable. You just can't even uh, contemplate how good you can be at something. And Andy Reid has done that. But, oh, by the way, the Eagles are coming off the bye. So uh, he's actually below yeah. 500 well, in that uh, I would, I, would, I would say in that particular statistic, I, I would say that 28 and 3 is more important to me because it's the large sample size. You know, when you start talking about the Super Bowl, you start talking about great teams. So, you know, sometimes – Sometimes you, you're you're up against it in the Super Bowl. I'm talking about right now with the Eagles versus the Chiefs. The Eagles have the better personnel, the better roster, the better team. But what I'm saying, what that 28 and three tells you emphatically, is Kansas City's going to be prepared. You might beat them, but they're going to be prepared. And that's that's to me the 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 genius of Andy Reid as a coach. His team is always prepared, and you're not going to out-prep out them. And that's one of the strengths, at least from the Eagles' perspective, that they think they have, typically. It's not going to be a strength here. They might, they might be even. They might be just as prepared. But, boy, I mean, uh, his record is his record. You know, and if you go back to 2012, which is interesting because Nick was there and everybody thinks it goes one way, but Nick was in Kansas city. Nick's first professional job was in Kansas city. 
He met his wife there. He talked about that in his press conference. It's a very important city for him and very important organization for him, as well as Andy with Philadelphia. So it's so interesting, the storylines. But, you know, 2012, Nick's last year in Kansas City, and, and Andy came in in 2013, Kansas City won two games. Two games. Andy comes in, they win 11 games. Uh, that, that that might be, forget about the Super Bowls, the playoff wins. The That's unbelievable <laughs> to go from 2 to 11 in one year. Um, you know, it, they started making better decisions, better organization, better coaching staff. But he's been in Kansas City 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years now. They've won 10 games or more nine of those years. The one year they didn't, they were nine and seven. I mean, the consistency, I talk about a quarterback, that to me defines, I would say Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all time because of the consistency of his teams. Just when he started rolling, double-digit wins, double-digit wins, on and on and on and on. Same thing with coaching. Andy Reid's amazing. Ten win, ten seasons, no losing seasons. That speaks for itself. That's just tremendous consistency, as you say, and that's why he probably is a top five coach of all time. So the Eagles have their work cut out for him. Nick Sirianni's got his work cut out for him. He's going up against an all timer who we know pretty damn well here in Philadelphia. I, I liked what I heard out of Nick yesterday. Again, I would have loved to have a little nugget I could uh, sink my teeth into, maybe a piece of uh, gameplay, what they see about Kansas City and where there might be an open. No, he wasn't going to give you any of that. He wasn't going to give out any bulletin board material. He's become pretty suave in just uh, two years on the job here in Philadelphia. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. That makes this Mac and Mac, Birds 365. We got two good guests coming your way today. Diehard Philadelphians. One would be Martin Frank. He's going to jump in in about, oh, six, five or four or five minutes from now. And then hour number two, our boy Rob Ellis from uh, Sports Take here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel is also going to give us his eagle insight. Mac and Mac Birds 365, stay with us. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. 
the best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. With John McMullen, I'm Johnny McDonald. You got Mac and Mac Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. If you want to hit that like button, feel free to go ahead and do so right about now. I like it when our next guest joins us. Always fun to talk to Eagles football with Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal. Uh, Martin, certainly we want to get your read on the matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But first, a quick look back. Why do you think it was that the NFL decided that the Philadelphia Eagles should be in the Super Bowl and therefore rigged the championship game against the San Francisco 49ers so as to get the birds into the uh, big game this year. You, you got any thoughts as to why the NFL, either through the referees or the scoreboard operator, the jumbotron operator who didn't show Kyle Shanahan a good enough free play to challenge Devontae Smith. Uh, when did when did this major plan all get hatched and come together at three four five Park Avenue? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I think it was hatched over the summer. I mean, look at all the Eagles. Look at all the quarterbacks the Eagles didn't play this year. You know, the fourth string guy against the 49ers. You know, um, they missed Dak Prescott. You know, all the other guys along the way. You know. I mean, come on! It's it was obvious. It was they yeah. were in from the start. Yeah, you know, it was the whole the whole season was set up, 
And, you know, Devontae Smith obviously didn't catch that ball. And but the NFL, they didn't put the score, they didn't put the replay up in time for Kyle Shanahan to throw the cha- challenge flag. It was just a whole big conspiracy. This is like JFK, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the moon landing because you know Brock Birdie when he's going to have surgery, they gotta they gotta fix that whole thing to make it seem like it's real. And then you know it's ironic. Jody and I are wrestling guys, pro wrestling guys, Martin. So. You know, this is a great turn from the NFL, baby face turn in Philadelphia, because typically they're against the Eagles, I'm told. Every week, the announcers hate the Eagles, you know, but yeah. now they're for the Eagles. I don't know who to believe, Martin. Who, who, who to believe? They All of a sudden, they love the Eagles. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't understand why. I guess I guess they don't want Patrick Mahomes going against like a third or fourth string quarterback. They want... The Eagles in there, hey, you know, maybe strength. maybe you tapped into something. They didn't want to see that. They no. didn't want to see Patrick Mahomes against Brock Purdy, no. even if he was healthy. Oh, that would have yeah. been a good story, though. That would have been a good story. Yeah, Brock Purdy was a pretty good story. I know. Well, yeah. uh, no, no one wanted to acknowledge here in Philadelphia because he's coming in town to take on the Eagles. But nationally, that was a pretty good story. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah, that was. That would have worked. I take it back. I quickly yeah, take. It I don't back. know. That I think it ran its course, though. I mean, you know, well, it, it certainly ran its enough. course on on the sixth play of the game uh, when Tyler Croft is trying to to block Hassan Reddick. Uh, yeah. Let's start there. Hassan Reddick, he has been unblockable in in the postseason. Um, what a tremendous year. We all talk about A.J. Brown. I think A.J. was um, the final piece of the puzzle offensively. But Hassan Reddick on the defensive side, every bit as important. Who Who's a bigger part of the success here, Howie Roseman or, or Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff? Wow, that's a that's a good question. I mean, like everything Howie touched this year, like turned into gold basically. Yeah. You know, you trade for AJ Brown, you out and sign Son Reddick, you sign James Bradbury. I mean, the, that guy became a Pro Bowl corner. Uh, it's been incredible. Like, and it's kind of like the 2017 season. Every every offseason move Howie made that year turned into gold basically too. You know you. Patrick Robinson, you have the running backs, Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi. Um, you know, it just all came together. I mean, they both had great years. Uh, Sirianni as well, you know, coaching the team to, uh, you know, turning Jalen Hurts into an MVP quarterback. You know, Hurts went 14-1 and one during the regular season. Um, just, yeah, everything everything worked out great. I mean, you couldn't have designed it any better for the Eagles this year. It's It's been quite a season for everyone involved, top to bottom, definitely. And another plus for the Eagles is, and they may have Shane Steichen having to take a meeting over the next 24, 48 hours with the Colts, but that's going to be it. Jonathan Gannon here to stay. I would say Steichen is on the outside looking in of getting that Colt job. Three weeks ago, I think we if we had had John and we did a spot, we would have said Eagles are guaranteed to lose at least one of their coordinators, if not both of their coordinators. Right. Now it looks like they're both going to end up staying. Does that say anything about the Eagles? Is it just good luck? Is it the fact that uh, the people are actually acknowledging Sirianni as the leader of this group? What do you make of the fact that neither of the Eagle uh, coordinators look like they're going to get an off-season head coaching job. Uh, I think it's just a 
circumstance. I mean, these guys, you know, they're still pretty young. Um, you know, if this was a year ago, I think, you know, the Houston Texans, heck, Houston Texans wanted to hire um, Gannon, but, you know, went went with Lovey Smith. Um, and then this year, D'Amico Ryans, he's a former Texans player. He's well-liked down there, did a great job with the 49ers defense as well. I mean, you know, he was obviously the pick over, over Jonathan Gannon. Um, I just, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I think next year, both those guys are going to be in demand again. Um, you know, and you never know. I mean, strange things happen. Um, kind of surprised the Chargers haven't made a move, but maybe, you know, that could still possibly happen if, if Steichen's a guy they want. Um, you know, there are a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, they, they, they hired, uh, uh, they brought over Kellen Moore. Kellen to Moore. The I think about yeah. 20 minutes after he was fired by the Cowboys. Yeah. They hired him pretty yeah. fast. I thought that yeah. was a good hire by them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, he probably wanted to be with Justin Herbert. We'll see if they can get something going uh, with a better offensive mind. But I think, you know, it's great. The Eagles are probably going to keep their coordinators, which is good. You know, fans mm -hmm. who don't like JG, it's, it's very good. Um, but – there's still some dominoes to fall. These new coaches, and and we still have to see what happens in Indianapolis and Arizona. Um, they have to populate their staffs, and all of a sudden, well, you don't have room to promote a Brian Johnson. So somebody might be coming for Brian Johnson as a potential right. offensive coordinator, maybe Kevin Petulo, maybe Denard Wilson on the defensive side of the ball. So they still could lose some coaches. We'll We'll have to see how that shakes out. Um, you can't block guys from taking coordinator jobs. You used to be you used to be able to do that in the past. So it's not done yet, but it's looking very, very positive. And hey, if other teams remember, teams looking for coaches are usually bad teams, bad organizations. Houston, we all like D'Amico Rhines. We remember him from Philadelphia, but they've made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And they won't let the GM make the decision. So that's why Jonathan Gannon isn't the head coach down there. Um, so good for the Eagles. You know, bad organizations make bad decisions. Isn't that that's, – that's good for Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, continuity is, is the best friend, you know, for the Eagles. I mean, they've had Gannon and they've had Steichen for two years in a row. You've seen the difference that it's made from – from last year to this year, I mean, Brian Johnson's been great with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I mean, they go back, you know, I think uh, Jalen Hurts' father coached Brian Johnson in high school, so yeah. they've known each other since Jalen Hurts was like a kid. So, yeah, I mean, as if you can keep these guys together as long as possible, Denard Wilson, you know, people rave about him as a defensive backs coach. He's probably going to be a defensive coordinator his next job, whether that's replacing uh gannon if he leaves next year or you know somewhere else you know i mean as long as you keep these guys together i mean stalin's the best offensive line coach in the nfl i mean i'm sure somebody would love to hire him but so far he's stayed with the eagles you know going back all the way to the chip kelly era so you know it's great as long as you keep these guys together that's what they want to do but it's you know like you said when you have a top team that's in the super bowl other teams are going to want to poach your guys. I mean, look at Andy Reid in Kansas City. He's, yeah. you know, he's had several guys come and go, and you know, he's still back there every year. So, 
what can you say? It's 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 a good situation to have. You want your guys to be in demand, but you also want to keep them. I think uh, that's one of the things that makes Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach is his coaching tree. The guys come off Andy Reid's staff and go elsewhere and win. Uh, he might be the best coach in the history of the national brand, number one for developing coaches for other places. You got to stick around a long time to do that. And then he's done just that, but you got to give him uh, the credit he's earned. And two other guys who've earned credit, and we've been lopping credit on top of them, and they deserve it because they earned it, are both Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. As we give credit to this staff as good as it, as it is, this is Sirianni's staff. And we, the reason that Doug Peterson's no longer here, one of the main reasons is they had so much trouble between Doug and his staff and who to promote and who to let go and who to move on. They could never get on the same page completely Peterson and Howie slash Jeffrey, they gave Sirianni a lot of latitude in putting his staff together. A lot of these guys on these staffs have Sirianni ties. It wasn't, yeah, Stoutland was a, yeah, we're keeping Jeff Stoutland. You're going to learn to love Jeff Stoutland, Nick Sirianni. Mm -hmm. But he put, he put this staff together. And for a guy who had no head coaching experience, that's pretty damn impressive. And I think you got to give Howie credit because Howie let him do it. They said, all right, Nick, what do you got for us? Who do you want on your staff? And they put together a staff that's been unbelievably good for uh, two straight years. Both guys got to get credit for that, do they not, Martin? Well, absolutely. I mean, I remember when Sirianni was hired and he named his coordinators and everyone was like, well, why would he hire a first-time defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon? He's not, you know, Sirianni's not a defensive guy. He should get like a veteran guy. Like yeah. A, yeah. You know, a Jim Schwartz. Well, the Eagles guy. hired Gannon before they hired Sirianni. So yeah. that wasn't a serious. I mean, I remember like when Doug Peterson got hired, like within like five minutes, they announced, "Oh yeah, Jim Schwartz is going to be his yeah. defensive coordinator." And you know, I mean, he was handpicked for Doug. Um, you know, veteran guy, new defense, and you know, to Howie's credit or Nick's credit, he found the right guy in Jonathan Gannon. Like everyone kind of saw him as an up and coming defensive coach and sure enough you know nick hired him took a chance you know the guy's like 40 years old and here he is uh so yeah i mean they kind of went like the unconventional route they didn't go with the veteran defensive coordinator type and it worked out for them and you know credit to everybody involved for that yeah that was strange you know nick had a good explanation for that though he was like you know i think we all because i was one of those people i was like he's got to get some experience on this coach yeah I'm, I'm right with um, you on that <laughs> and he's like well you can do it other ways you know he he constantly would talk to frank reich and you know mike mccoy that first year uh who he's with in in san diego um so it's not like you can't text and call people <laughs> for advice they're just not in the building uh, and he did a good job with that. But, yeah, I mean, Jonathan was, you know, under – Shane Steichen was, is only 37 now, I think, 37, 38. So, tremendously young coaching. Michael Clay was the youngest coordinator in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Nick Rollis was the youngest position coach in the NFL. So, um, it worked. But, yeah, there were some questions uh, when the Eagles first uh, put this staff together. So Nick Sirianni deserves a lot of credit. And you go all the way back to that two and five start, Martin. Man, things turned. Imagine if they lost two more in a row. People were already calling for this guy, saying he's not ready for this. 
They're mm-hmm. throwing flowers at him. Where was that? And the, the throwing jerseys at him in Vegas. I forget mm-hmm. where they threw the flowers at him. Oh, uh, that was at home, wasn't it? Yeah, that was at home. Yeah. Um, it could have went really bad, and and all of a sudden, he gives up the play calling, and boom, like a like a a shooting star, this team took off. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean. <laughs> I went back, um, I was looking, like, the Eagles played the Chiefs, like, in week four last year. And, you know, I think at the time they were one and two. You know, they won that first game in Atlanta. And then they came came home, lost to the 49ers. Um, that was kind of a bad loss. They didn't play well on offense. And then I think, I um, can't remember, they lost to somebody else. And then here come the Chiefs and and – you expect him to blow him out. I mean, the Eagles couldn't stop Mahomes, and he was incredible that day. He threw for like five touchdowns, but like Jalen Hurts had a career day. He he threw for like almost like four hundred yards, wasn't? Yeah, yeah, three eighty-seven. I think that's still his career high. You know, I mean, they were going pretty much toe to toe with the Chiefs on offense and everything. And you kind of, I mean, yeah, they lost, and it kind of got a little away. From from them at the end i think it was like 42 to 30 but they scored a late touchdown to make it a 12 point deficit but like i remember coming away from that game I was like wow you know jalen hurts isn't that bad i mean it could possibly work out here <laughs> and sure enough like uh you know they get to two and five a few weeks later and then they turn into a run-based offense and you know they end up making the playoffs and then he just took off this year um but yeah i think you could kind of start seeing the seeds of you know, maybe them turning it around. I mean, it, it got pretty close. Like you mentioned, when they were two and five, everyone was calling from jo- for Jonathan Gannon's head, and and that included one of the players. I mean, Fletcher Cox basically said, "I can't play this defense." Um, and you know, some some teams they listen to the star player instead of the uh, you know assistant coach, and and the assistant coach is the one who leaves. But you know, to their credit, they. They held it together. They found a way, and they made it work, and Fletcher Cox ended up pretty happy. So, you know, kudos to them again. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you mentioned the fact that the uh, last opponent and the next opponent played within uh, three weeks of each other last year. Lost to San Francisco, lost to Dallas in between, then came home and lost that, that Kansas City game. Yeah, not a great start for uh, the no. new head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. So let me ask you guys this one. Of the two major decisions that were made early in that season, two and five-ish around that time, which one was nervier? Turning the play calling over to Shane Steichen or basically coming out, they didn't say it, but they showed it by by their example. We're going back and we're going to run the football. Uh, Sorry, we we did the whole pass thing and we're two and five. Our strength is our offensive line. We need to play to our strength. We're going to try and run the football down people's throats. And that surely worked. Which one was a nervier call by Shane, uh, by uh, Nick Sirianni? Hmm. I, I think it was going to the run-based offense. I mean, you know, a lot of – it's – you know, this NFL is a pass-first league. I mean, <laughs> you know, every team wants to throw the ball up and down the field and everything. And, and the Eagles said, all right, we're scrapping everything. We're going to run the ball. I think that took a lot of nerve. And, and you know, it was a gutsy decision because, you know, if that didn't if that didn't work, I mean, I don't think those guys were the last of the season, to be honest with you. The defense was a mess. You know, 
like I mentioned before, Fletcher Cox was pretty much upset with the defensive coordinator. And, you know, that's how mutinies start, basically, you know, in a lot of on a lot of teams like the star player kind of, you know, especially one who's close to the general manager. I mean, Howie Roseman raves about Fletcher Cox. Jeffrey Lurie is a big Fletcher Cox fan. I mean, he could have th- overthrown the ship right then and there. And, you know, if, if the if the switch to the run based offense didn't work, maybe it would have happened. I mean, it. I don't I'm not sure if those guys were the last of the season, to be honest with you. Yeah, I it, I don't think people realize how close it was, Martin, to turning in a negative direction. And part of it, we talked about the youth. Part of it was the youth because it's easy to say, well, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. They got no experience. Why are they in this position? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to make that change and to make the change in the philosophy. And essentially, they build they built the offense around Jalen Hurts better. Um you know, stop trying to make him drop back passer, 11 personnel. Um, and I always joke now, it's not a run-based offense, not a pass-based offense. It's a Jalen Hurts-based offense. That's what they did. They tailored um, the offense around the quarterback. And and I think that's difficult for some coaches. We just saw one. We've been talking about it on this show, Martin, Kyle Shanahan. He likes to show off with all the movement and <laughs> Look at me. I'm a genius and I'm going to fool the other defense and I'm going to play action. And all of a sudden, Brock Purdy's uh, getting surgery. Um, you know, the Eagles' offense is very simple. It's an RPO based offense, it's very simple. And they don't get to show the I'm, I'm the biggest genius on the planet with the Bill Walsh playbook and the Cheesecake Factory playbook. I'm, I'm impressed by the lack of ego with this coaching staff. Uh, do you get that sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and you think about like, you know, all these all these coaches that didn't work. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett didn't even last the full year oh, in Denver. I mean, you know, you got to get the players to buy in. And that's the key thing. Um, and that's something, you know, Sirianni did right from the start. I mean, you know, when you have a guy like Jason Kelsey, deciding to like not retire and come back because he believes in the coaching staff and he believes in the quarterback. I mean, that says a ton. Brandon Graham, you know, playing or coming back at the age of 34 after a torn Achilles. I mean, that says a ton about how they feel about the coaching staff and the team in general um, for them to keep coming back, you know, in these circumstances. I mean, you know, Fletcher Cox was released after the end of the year for three days. He was a free agent. He could have gone anywhere. He he came back for less money. I mean, still a lot of money, but <laughs> he came back for less money because he wanted to be here, knowing also that he's probably not going to get as much playing time as he was getting before. And, and look at, I mean, all these guys bought in, and it's just an incredible thing with, you know, how the Eagles have been so successful this year. You got established veterans accepting this young coaching staff and buying into what they're selling and, and believing in it. I mean, you know, you see that all across the board. It's, it's, it's really been a remarkable thing this year. Martin, I've asked this of everybody. Well, uh, in uh, leading up to other Kansas chief games on my national show here on birds 365, when I'm on WIP, any team that's facing the Kansas chiefs, why don't they cover uh, 
Travis Kelsey. <laughs> it seems to me like he's open every play and not just yeah. open, like wide <laughs> open. You can't see a defender in the picture on TV. We all know he's the best catching pass catching tight end in the NFL. He's Kansas City's number one weapon. Yet somehow he gets wide open. What will the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles do differently than everybody else has been doing all year long? Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, like everybody knows that that the ball is going to be going to Travis Kelsey, but I have no idea why why that happens. But like every time you you watch one of their games, he's like wide open 20, 30 yards down the field over the middle of the field. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, Goddard to some extent, but not nearly as good as or not yet at Travis Kelsey's level. I mean, it's and you got a quarterback who gets him the ball, like, you know, all these different arm angles. I think that's part of it too. Like, you know, if it was just like an average quarterback, maybe you sack pack, you know, maybe you sack that quarterback before he gets it off, you know, or maybe you hit his arm or, you know, but Patrick Mahomes has these like incredibly weird arm angles where he could like, you know, he could throw a sidearm pass. He can like spin and throw in the same motion. Um, I think a lot of times, like it's it's Mahomes keeping those plays alive long enough for Travis Kelsey to get open, and you know the Chiefs have always had great wide receivers too. So you got to keep an eye on those guys too. You can't obviously sleep on guys like Hardman and you know Smith Schuster and Valdez Scanling now. Scanling now, so um, it's it's really remarkable how they always find ways to get Travis Kelsey open. I, I totally agree with you on that. It's it's. It's crazy. Yeah, especially without Tyreek Hill. By the way, Tom Brady announced his retirement. Again, <laughs> we're good. Uh, uh, we'll see. By the way, I think this was the one-year anniversary of his first retirement. So mm-hmm. we'll see if we have a second uh, one-year per, uh, a one-year anniversary of a second unretirement. But he claims it's for good. I just wanted to throw that out there. But um, when, it, when it comes to Andy Reid, Obviously, you know very well, Martin. Um, boy, man, I, I, I look at this. You know, I, I, I told Jody in 2012 it was interesting because you know Nick Sirianni was in Kansas City mm-hmm. on that staff, and they won two games, and they won two games, and you know Nick went into Andy, and Andy had David Cully, eventually became the head coach in Houston. Uh, long time wide receiver coach, assistant head coach, and he he told Nick he had his guy and good luck basically, and heard good things about Nick Sirianni, but you know Nick had to go his separate ways and ultimately landed on his feet in San Diego. Um, but of all the things, and there's so many things you can point to with Andy Reid, all the championship games, all the wins. Um, that next year, Kansas City goes from two wins without Andy Reid to eleven wins with Andy Reid. This is this is one of the best coaches of all time. Um, is that fair to say? Is that hyperbole? Oh no, it's it's fair to say. I mean, the guys the guy's an offensive genius. Um, you know, great coach. He's been, they've gotten at least as far as the AFC championship game in, in each of the last five seasons. I mean, that's, that's like Bella Chickian, Bella Chickian, you know I mean? Like, they, you know, he had that stretch. I think that the, the uh, Patriots got to seven straight AFC championship games, maybe like one, 
three Super Bowls during that time. Um, they didn't win a fourth, obviously, because that was the Eagles. But still, you know, I mean, you don't see those kind of runs anymore. There's just too much parity in the NFL. The salary cap is what it is. You can't keep teams together. I mean, what, what the Chiefs have done since Andy Reid has gotten there is incredible. I think he missed the playoffs just once. 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 Ten yeah, years, I mean, nine double-digit win seasons. And the one year he didn't, he won nine. Um, yeah. So he's still over 500. Right. Uh, nine playoffs, five straight championship games. Um, yeah, it's it's remarkable. And, it, and I mean, just compared to what, you know, and the Eagles are, are probably like, I think I saw something where like they're one of maybe four or five teams that have been to three Super Bowls since 2004. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what, what the Chiefs have done is just incredible. You look at, you know, what the Eagles went through since their last Super Bowl. I mean, you know, they, they pretty much tore down the entire team, changed coaches. Um, yeah, they made the playoffs in a couple of those years, but barely sneaked in uh, for two of them. And here they are back. And here they are back. I mean, what they had to go through just to get back to this point five years later, which is remarkable in itself. But yet the Chiefs have been there like every year, you know. So, you know, yeah, I, I would put Andy Reid – Definitely and, on that. And Jody was of, talking about his you know, coaching coach. tree earlier. Eleven mm-hmm. Andy Reid assistants becoming head coaches in the NFL. Eleven. It's yeah, that's, un, that's unheard of. No other coaches even in close to that neighborhood. Um, I think Belichick's not. Eleven? Oh, I guarantee you. I'm taking the under. You're setting the under at ten and a half. Oh, I take the under. Uh, yeah, I don't, but I, don't I mean, even the ones that have become coaches haven't had, you know, haven't had much tremendous success. success. And there's, you know, a lot of Andy. And yeah. started with Brad Childress. He made the playoffs, but wasn't a great head coach. Uh, John Harbaugh has been a very good head coach. Steve Spagnola, eh. he'll be the defense coordinator. Uh, Leslie Frazier wasn't a great head coach, great coordinator. Ron Rivera, pretty good head coach at times. Pat Shermer, not the best head coach, great coordinator. Todd Bowles, great coordinator, not the best head coach. Right. Doug Peterson, and we all know Doug. Sean McDermott, has been a solid head coach. Matt Nagy, mm-hmm. it was very good early, but kind of there, fell there's apart. There's a bunch of Super Bowl appearances in there, Johnny Mac, yeah. of the names you just ran down. Yeah. And David, uh, David uh, Culley, who I just mentioned, had the one year. That yeah. wasn't his fault. I mean, that's no. a nonsense organization. But, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely better than Belichick's tree. I mean, you know, those guys haven't had any success yeah. as head coaches, not that I can think of. So His best success is uh, his former player in Tennessee who wasn't really a coach under Belichick, but we'll give him, we'll give him half credit on that one. And can we give Andy credit for D'Amico Ryans? He had yeah. D'Amico. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to do yeah. that. Definitely. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna go there with uh, Belichick, you should go there with Reed too. All right. Um, I just noticed this, Martin, and shame on me that I hadn't noticed it earlier. Um, how many times did the Eagles run the ball against San Francisco last week? Hmm. I got oh that. man, <laughs> I, I already forgotten that game. Yeah. That was such a nonsense game. Um, I can look it up real quick. Let's. Uh, see. I know Kenny Gainwell led him with 48 yards. I think he had maybe 14 carries. Yeah. I think Hertz 44, had like 11. 44 and, times. Uh, I think Miles had about 11 or 12 as well. So that's what, 35 maybe? Yeah, 44. 
44. Forty-four running attempts. Would you like to take a guess how many times they ran the ball against the New York Giants the week before? A crap um, load. Much less. No. Well, they ran for two sixty-eight. So. Oh wait, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. I was sorry. I was. I was thinking about that last regular season game. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 So probably about the same, right? Forty-four. They've run the ball 44 times, two consecutive games, two consecutive blowout wins. Can they run it 44 times against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl with the same exact result? Um, well, they might try. I mean, the best, sometimes the best offense against the Chiefs is to keep them off the field. So if you can control the ball and keep Pat Mahomes off the field, keep him from having the chance to throw to Travis Kelsey. That's not a bad, that's not a bad formula. So for that to happen, I mean, they got to get an early lead. Um, they did that both against the giants, you know, and, and the 49ers. So, you know, and then once you do that, they have the running game that can kind of keep the ball and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I think if they ran the ball 44 times against the Chiefs, I think Eagles fans would be pretty happy with that. Yeah, that means you're going to blow them out is basically yeah. what that means because that means you got a big lead late and you're just running out the clock, and 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 that's how those things kind of manifest itself. So uh, I'll leave it there with you. M. Frank, NFL, Martin Frank, uh, uh, the great Martin Frank, uh, DelawareOnline.com. You can read them there. Um, it. it you know, I was looking at the rosters of these two teams, and Ed Ed Kratz, uh, your buddy and mine, were putting together a top 15 list of players in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, wow. I mean, Kansas City has some really good players at the top. Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey we mentioned a little bit. But, man, the Eagles are much, much deeper than this team. Um, if there is going to be a blowout, it's got to be an Eagles blowout. Don't you think, Martin? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I like the Chiefs defense. I mean, I think Chris Jones is amazing. He's, he's, a, he's he every is. bit. Of, he could be every bit as much of a game wrecker as Hassan Reddick. Um, but, you know, beyond that, like there, there are things the Eagles can exploit. Um, and on the other side, you know, they're going to go after Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I know Andy Reid's philosophy is always to have a great offensive line, and and they do have a strong offensive line, and they'll be able to they'll try to protect him and stuff. But you know, if, they, if there's any way the Eagles' defense can find a way to slow down Patrick Mahomes a little bit, I think the Eagles will be able to score on them. And and if that's the case, then they can run away with this for sure. Martin, are you uh, heading out to Arizona or are we going to be able to get you up next week leading up to the game as well? Or when we call you at uh, 520 in the morning, are you going to go? Oh, it's Bird's 365. I'm not, I'm not answering that phone. Get the hell out of here. Martin's not answering the phone. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can't I'll be blame. in Arizona um, heading out there on Sunday and everything. So, you know, yeah. I might still be on East Coast time. So if you want to get me at 520 in the morning, we'll see. I we might will, pick up. We will at least make the attempt. Martin, we'll, uh, appreciate we'll, we'll do at least we'll wait till 620, Martin. We'll do All right. That. Well, yeah. even better. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, we appreciate whatever you come on. Thanks for doing it today. And yeah, maybe we'll talk to you next week from Arizona. All right. My pleasure. And yeah, you know, I can't guarantee I'll pick up the phone, but sure. <laughs>
We'll see. Yeah, with, with our luck, we'll call Martin. He'll be out for a walk yeah. at six twenty in the morning. We'll get we we'll get screwed by Martin Frank's exercises. Martin, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. Martin thanks, Frank Martin. covers the Eagles for the Delaware News Journal. Jumping in with us here on Birds Three Sixty Five. All right, Johnny Mac told you um, NFL news, not necessarily Eagle news, but well, we can spin it into Eagle news. Uh, Tom Brady officially retires. He did so. And if you remember, Johnny Mac, you and I were here last year when it happened. I was kind of surprised that Brady retired because he didn't announce it. Adam Schefter announced it. And I'll stand by this. And maybe Brady will do a tell-all documentary a year from now, two years from now, four years from now, where he may cop to it. I think he came back and played last year because he was like... Spite him? I'm not, you're not telling me when I'm retired. I'm telling you when I'm retired. I think that added to his decision to come back and play last year. I really do. So I'm not surprised a little bit that he on social media announced his own retirement to beat Adam Schefter and or any of the other NFL insiders to say whether Brady is or isn't playing again this year. Um, Yeah, it it, uh, doesn't surprise me that he's retiring. But it does have a residual effect on Eagles and every other team in the National Football League. Like him, love him, hate him, whatever. He was still a viable quarterback in this league this past year. Uh, he did a good job for the Bucs. The Bucs' defense got old. Their offensive line started falling apart. There's a reason that they uh, lost in the playoffs uh, this year to the Cowboys. It wasn't Tom Brady. That's just one less quarterback in the NFL. I'll tell you guys who are happy today. Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers, if he wants out of Green Bay, uh, the, the, the open quarterback market just got deleted by one, which means anybody who's going to be on it, their value just went up a little bit because Tom is no longer a factor with any of those teams. Um, and, yeah, it uh, maybe even a guy like Gardner Minshew who will be hitting the open market. When we talk about the Eagle free agents, John, do we ever get the Gardner Minshew on the list? Yeah, well, yeah, he's not going to be back. I mean, but he's way down on the list. I don't think anybody's concerned about it. But the Eagles are probably concerned about it because they, you know, we talk about it all the time. They value the backup quarterback position, rightfully so, more than most. And again, bad organizations, you know, they don't think about things like that. And um, yeah, but he wants a chance and an opportunity uh, to be a starter somewhere. It maybe does, but, you know, and I'm a bigger Gardner guy than you are. We've had this discussion in the past. I've always said, look, I think he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world only because there aren't 32 good quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, once you get down to that bottom five, eh, some pretty bad quarterbacks. What you can't do, though, is sell Gardner Minshew to your fan base as the long-term answer. So, Nobody's going to go after Gardner Minshew and like, this is our starter. This is, you know, they're not going to do that. But if they can't get Aaron Rodgers and they can't get Derek Carr and they can't get somebody in the draft and they're up against it, it might be plan C or plan D for a year or two. And then when you get on the field, the luxury of playing time is nobody is taking you off the field if you play well. So then it's up to you. That's what happened with Jalen Hurts. I got news for people. You know, the Eagles were not only looking at Russell Wilson, not only looking at Deshaun Watson. There's a reason why they kicked that first-round pick back a year 
because they didn't like this draft like everybody else at the quarterback position. It was their insurance policy, their safety net. Um, there's a reason they did all this. But what, what Jalen Hurts got was another year, the opportunity to be on the field with a really good team. He took off. Now he's going to make insert number, $40 million a year, whatever it ends up being. If you're on the field, and I'm not trying to compare Gardner Minshew to Jalen Hurts because he's not going to be Jalen Hurts, but I'm comparing the opportunity. If you're on the field and you play well, nobody's taking you off the field. Same thing with Brock Purdy. If he continued to play well, Trey Lance, third overall pick, all right, F you. I always talk about F you players. <laughs> if you play well, nobody's taking you off the field. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That is that is very true, and your uh, description of Jalen Hurts is very much on point. Yeah, I'll go ahead and predict that that's not happening for Gardner Minshew. If he gets the opportunity somewhere else, he won't be the next Jalen Hurts or Brock no. Purdy or anybody else for that reason who, who snatched that opportunity and made the most of it. He'll snatch it. And he'll just hand it right back again because I'm not a fan of his game. Uh, he's John McBone. I'm Johnny McDonald. The Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. We'll come back. We'll continue the Chiefs, the Eagles conversation, even the Brady conversation. And we will have a conversation with one Rob Ellis coming up in less than 20 minutes. If you stay here on Birds 365. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. 
More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. John McClone and Jody McConnell here with you on Birds 365. Thanks for streaming on in with us. If you want to hit the like button, we won't tell you not to. You can show uh, your your guys some love here if you so desire. We got an hour or less than an hour now, 55 minutes left to play with you today. And Rob Ellis is going to jump in in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, always like talking it up with Robbie E from the Sports Take and the Eagles uh, postgame show on their radio network. Uh, Johnny Mac did want to get your thoughts on this. Eagles made a front office addition yesterday. Adam Berry is coming to the Philadelphia Eagles. Not to be confused with his brother, Andrew Berry, who defected the Eagles last year to go to the Browns and become uh, their general manager. Um, I guess he's going to be in the uh, business side of things, coming in from Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, yeah. Do you think uh-huh. the Empire State Building going to the green lights was the sign for Adam Berry to come to Philadelphia and help the Eagles going forward in their front office? Um, yeah, I, I yeah, they're they're twins, by the way, uh, Adam and Andrew. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the Eagles have always been sort of um, forward thinking when it comes to both the business side of things and uh, 
the analytics side of things, they've always been sort of one of the leaders in the league when it comes to that aspect. I think the latter is more important when it comes to the football side, which is what uh, fans are generally more interested in. Um, judging Just judging by his history, I would think, you know, he's going to be more of a, a business guy, but it might be analytics. So we're just going to have to wait and see how that shakes out. I think it's, the only reason it's news is because of his brother, obviously. Sure. Um, but we got to see what, you know, what he's going to do and and what his job responsibility is. But I think this is more of a. Obviously, Andrew was you know executive vice president of football operations. He was a big. He was here for a short time, but he was a big part of of the organization. This is a more you know lower level hire. But that's just another thing, and and I just mentioned in passing because I think it's unique that they're hiring a former head of football operations twin brother to come in, and uh, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what position he holds down. But it allowed me to say, I guess they got over losing uh, his twin brother, and all the other executives that the Eagles lost last year. You and I did like weeks of, uh oh, the Eagles lose another executive. I uh, can't. I can't be happy about the fact that this executive is left to take a job elsewhere. It was some legit concern that we're worried about the Eagles coaching staff being rated this offseason. Hasn't happened yet. Last year, the Eagles front office staff got rated pretty good. They lost a bunch of people, and yet here they are in the Super Bowl. So that, again, shows strength of the organization. I know I kind of made fun of Jeff Flory. Um, a couple of years ago when in one of his very rare public speaking appearances about the Eagles said, yeah, and we're a general manager factory too. We've got three or four or five guys yeah. in the front office who can be general managers. Well, he was right. They yeah, did. No, they had a was. bunch of people leave the organization for better gigs. And by the way, uh, Ian Cunningham and, and Brandon Brown, two of those guys got GM interviews this off season. So they are getting their assistant GMs. They're getting uh, a lot closer um, to, you know, proving Jeffrey Laurie correct. Uh, but I, I, I think, you know, that's still to be determined uh, to be honest, those, um, losses um because you know we we always talk about the calendar in the nfl and the you know the off season howie season versus nick season we're still in nick season by the way the senior bowl is going on right now thankfully we're not talking about it um you know most teams are focused in on the senior bowl and trying to get ready for the draft and we're going to get to all that stuff but we get to kick it down the road for a little bit Eagles still got to do, you know, juggle both balls, but um, they're, they're on different calendars. So, you know, the Eagles were upset about, especially Brandon, because, you know, he went to the giants and the giants are trying to tap into the way the Eagles do business and all that kind of stuff, division rival, uh, but Ian as well. And Catherine Raish and, and, you know, who went out, she was very close to Andrew Berry. She went out to Cleveland Um so they lost a lot of, of front office talent. And how we kind of used it to reset the organization. Um, and, and he hired, he gave out, he, you know, one of the problems, he never gave out that assistant GM tag. Never, you know, titles, 
it's more about responsibilities. I always joke, but titles are very important to people. Yeah, they are. Um, and he never gave it out. And he lost guys, maybe perhaps because he never wanted to give it out. So he finally gave it out and he gave it to Alec Hallaby, who was the analytics guy. And he gave it to uh, John Ferrari, who is the football ops guy. He's like the rules guy. He's like, you know, all the machinations with the NFL, all the behind the scenes stuff. He didn't give it to a football guy. Nope. So I still think it's to be determined how that new system is shaken out. We'll get to see it this year for the first time in the lead up for the draft. Now they still have plenty of football guys in there, but they're, you know, they also lessened. I should have brought up Andy Weidel first. Uh, they lost him because, you know, he didn't want to give Andy the assistant GM title, which he got in Pittsburgh. Um, but he gave it to Alec Hallaby and John Ferrari. So I, you know, they survived, but they survived on the work of those guys more than more than this this new group will you you will see their fingerprints this year, not last year, this year upcoming. Well, is what I'm trying to say. For the most part, yeah, certainly up to the draft. But you got to give those who stepped in some credit because the Bradbury signing was way after the draft. That was well, after yeah, all but... those executives had made their moves to other teams. Certainly the uh, Gardner Johnson was right before the season started and any of those in-season acquisitions for the stopping the run defensive tackles they got, that was the new Eagle front office. Um, they, they, there's, there's some examples of the fact that the guys they now have in place are ready to get the job done and have already gotten the job. Done. Well, I, and I give Howie credit for that. I mean, one right. of the things, the concern, I, I have to look it up. I, I don't even think they have a, a pro scouting guy right now with that title. Um, and I'm trying to think they have Dave Caldwell. You know, who is a former GM and he's a, a advisor to Howie and Matt Russell's a former GM who's an advisor to Howie, but they they're not in the building day to day. Um, then it would be Anthony Patch. I, I'm, I'm trying to look this up, but Anthony Patch is the uh, director of college scouting. Then I have Brandon Hunt, who's director of scouting. Um, and they're like the top two sort of Andy Weidel people, mm -hmm. uh, best I could describe it. Um, and then Max Gruder, director of pro scouting, which would be more of the um, Bradbury, Chauncey Guard. But that's Howie, man. What Howie did, here's what I'm trying to say. Howie, it's all on Howie now. Like there's no... There's no, uh, oh, give Joe Douglas credit, give 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 Andrew Berry credit. It's all on Howie. All on Howie and he yep. made it that way. So long term, look, I I said all the time, I've been I I've said for years this is a top ten general manager in the NFL. Now it's evident he's top five. He's the top GM in the NFL this year. 
No doubt about it. I voted for him. Pro Football Writers Executive of the Year. He won it. He deserved to win it. But this is all on him. Not only this year, moving forward. It's all on him. He set it up that way on purpose. Yeah, they didn't they didn't go overboard in hiring new people to replace those that they lost. How he took on a bigger chunk of the responsibility. And guess what? Early results are in. Damn good job, Howie. Congratulations on your Executive of the Year award. That's uh, impressive. All right. And, yes, the Eagles need to be impressive against Kansas Chiefs. They are a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the game that is now 11 days down the road. Can't get here fast enough. Um, we'll continue to talk about it, John and myself. And we'll get a helping hand. Rob Ellis, who you see right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel in the afternoons with Derek Gunn and uh, Barrett Brooks on Sports Take. Uh, if you're an Eagles or radio listener coming out of the games, uh, put it on in the car afterwards. You get them on the Eagles post-game show on the Eagles radio network. Looking forward to shooting the breeze with uh, Rob Ellis. He'll join us next here on Birds 365. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more 
Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Thanks for being part of Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We got one of our teammates to join us for the next 30 minutes or so. Here on uh, Birds 365 is Rob Ellis from Sports Take and the Eagles postgame show on their radio network. Mr. Ellis, how are you this morning? Max, what's going on, boys? How we doing? Yeah, Rob Ellis, good seeing you, buddy. Ready to roll, baby. How do I get through this week is the first question. (laughs) I'm chomping at the bit, John and Jody. I don't know, man. I'm... I was D Gun makes fun of me all the time because because Gunner's Mr. Chill guy. I'm fine. I got a million things going on. He makes fun of me because I'm always cranked up, ready for these games. I'm all right. I'm okay this yeah. week, but I can see some problems early next week, guys. Getting up, making it all the way to the finish line. All right, uh, give us more. What what problems <laughs> do you see for Rob Ellis and or the Philadelphia Eagles, if there are any? It's more of a Rob Ellis problem okay. than it is an Eagles problem. I'm just double checking that. Yeah, I needed to confirm that. <laughs> no, I, you know, you guys know it's it's great we get to do what we do because it does keep you sort of locked in and occupied, and you're trying to find fresh angles and let me look at this and what could be an advantage here, or there, what's a problem, that kind of stuff. Definitely helps, but there's. There's always that moment. I don't know about you guys during the day where you're like, man, there's a, there's 11 more days here, guy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the, the beauty is, I guess it helps both teams. I mean, from an Eagles standpoint, it helps you with Lane Dickerson, right? It helps you with whatever's going on with Hertz and some other guys who have some bumps and bruises. It certainly helps the Chiefs with Mahomes. But from a fan standpoint, the bye week is kind of a bummer. You want to keep that momentum going for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a bummer, but, uh, you know, it's baked in and that's what makes the Super Bowl a little bit different. Nick is always, you know, kind of preaching, hey, same as week one in Detroit, uh, you know, the preparation, nothing changes. He did admit yesterday it changes a little bit this week because it it's and over the two weeks we're talking about Eagles are going to practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then they leave for Arizona Sunday. And then all the nonsense starts, as right. you as you mentioned, Rob. But you know, one thing about Nick, if you saw him yesterday in in the Zoom call, he seems very relaxed. And and Jody asked me about that. I want to get your take on this. I think he's relaxed because he he knows he's he's got the best team every week. Yeah, I mean, he's watched his team dominate this entire season. There, there's nothing fluky here. You know, what we're seeing here in the playoffs is what we saw really up until about the Chicago game. And and the only question was, could they, you know, hit that gear again? And they've hit it and then some. I, he knows how good his lines are. He knows that's where your bread's buttered. I, I mean, none of this is a big surprise to him. And the other thing is, I don't know if we collectively give him enough credit. We're, we're you know, we're looking at, because I've, everybody's up in arms all the time about Gannon. By the way, the, the Gannon stuff's been really quiet lately, I've noticed, guys. Everybody <laughs> wanted to run him out of town with their, the yeah. nonsense that he's not aggressive enough. How about seven points per game in the playoffs? Yeah. I guess we're not hearing that anymore. But 
I digress. And and by the way, the yeah. non-aggressive, real quick defense uh, knocked two quarterbacks <laughs> right. out of the NFC Championship game. Right? Yeah, and completely nullified Daniel Jones. Yeah. One of the feel-good stories, yeah. you know, uh, of the season. But uh, somehow, I'm I'm not hearing all the calls for this defense is tough to watch and fire Jonathan Gannon. But anyway, um, I don't know if we give him enough credit because we we look to whatever it is with Gannon and Steichen and Stoutland. This guy has his team prepared, Nick Sirianni, every single week. He hits every right note with his players. I mean, more than anything else, maybe more than just a motivator and a connector, this guy's a hell of a coach, right? So, I mean, I think even though he doesn't have the experience as a coach in the Super Bowl, you know, he's got some lieutenants who were there. Stoutland was there. He's got some players who, who have a carryover that can help him. And, you know, he's always a guy who's open to, to counsel and talking to people. So I, I think he'll have his players ready. And you're right, John. Like, I don't worry about him. Like, he thoroughly outcoached Kyle Shanahan on Sunday. Oh, I don't yeah. worry about him going into this matchup. And that's with all due respect to Andy Reid. And I have total respect for Andy Reid. But I think I think Nick Sirianni is going to be just fine in this setting. And Sirianni with that gutsy call going for it on fourth down mm-hmm. in his own territory. That that took a little nerve right there. Yeah. You got to give him props. He had fourth and one, and Jalen Hurts is probably the best sneak quarterback in the National Football League. He wasn't, like, grasping for straws. But still, a uh, fumble and snap, ball goes to the ground. Oh, shoot, we're turning the ball over where? That was a little bit of a nervy call by Sirianni, which I think he deserves major props for. Yeah. All right, so it is a matchup between a guy – who's been there and done that before in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's one and two, but he does have a Super mm-hmm. Bowl win. Nick's never even been there, and he addressed that a couple times. This is all what we all play for from the time we're 12 years old, right, is to get to this game. <laughs> now they're there. You don't think the experience edge to Andy Reid is going to have a factor in this game? I'll tell you, uh, I think maybe, Jody, in terms of just how everything's handled leading up to an extent, but once the game kicks off, and, and I again, I, I am – I respect Andy Reid mightily. Um, I just think Sirianni and his coaching staff and and the talent that this team has, I don't think you're going to see a situation where he gets out coached. I don't. I really don't. I mean, I think it's going to be a matter of just executing. And, you know, the big thing with this game is the, the fear you have is Mahomes takes the ball over down four points, you know, with a minute left. You can never, ever count the Chiefs out with that guy as the quarterback. I fear that more than I do how Sirianni's going to perform on the big stage, yeah. you know, going against Andy Reid. I mean, it, this is this is two heavyweights. This is exactly if you're the NFL and you're a, a, a you know an unbiased fan and you're just sitting back and watching this thing. This is probably who you wanted, I would think. Uh, even yeah. if your team's not in it, this number is who you one want to be seed versus them. number yeah. one seed. I yeah, mean, big that boys tells you everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But and, you and mentioned the fact, and the fact that the NFL set it up and uh, threw the 49ers <laughs> under the bus last week with. Uh, bad penalty call. I'll tell you, the NFL non-jumbotron has... shots so they can make decisions whether to challenge or not. Yeah, the NFL has dictated it, and they got it right. It's yeah. it's amazing how they choreographed that thing perfectly. The yeah, way perfectly. it led up to that play yeah. where where Hassan Reddick hit him just in the right spot to destroy his elbow ligament. Yeah. I mean, you well, can't no, I think it that's going to be. I think that's part of the conspiracy, Rob. That's the moon landing part of it. They're going to. They're going to have the big, you know, surgery uh, stage set up for Brock Purdy. Pretend he's getting operated on. Right. But it's all scripted. Uh, you mentioned that word preparation, though. I want to talk about that because Andy is the guy when it comes to preparation. Yeah. Um, Jody brings up Bob Batrone, I believe. Great stats. Yes. Yeah, boop stats. Uh, credit. 28 and 3. Um, on a bye week, 
uh, Andy Reid, which is a pretty big sample size. And it tells you, not that the Eagles can't be prepared, but you know Kansas City is going to be prepared. Yeah. So, you know, Andy Reid, I think he's a top five coach of all time. Um, are you in that category? Or I you am, one of the, I, yeah, yeah. To, to do what he's done, I, I really honestly thought when he left the Eagles, he should take a break, um, you know, oh, yeah. for, for a lot of reasons. I think and, we all did. Yeah, and, you know, he just he climbed right back in that thing and got them going. I mean, he's now got, what, more playoff wins with them than he did with the Eagles. Yeah, um, you know what the most impressive part, real quick, Rob? Mm-hmm. When and Nick Sirianni was there in 2012 in Kansas City, that team won two games. Andy comes in in 2013. We all, I was like you, he should probably take a step back. He had the family issues mm-hmm. and all that. Um, he wins 11 games. He takes a two-win team to 11 immediately. Yeah. And, John, there was a lot of stuff going on with that team, too. Not to get into too much detail. You remember, I mean, there's a player in, a, in the yeah. parking lot. Oh, line. yeah. There was a lot of bad stuff yeah. that went on. And he he immediately, like he did with the Eagles, it only took him really two years to get them righted after the, the mess it was at the end with Ray Rhodes. And, yeah, I mean, Andy's Andy's one of those guys who's a quicker fixer-upper. And, and the thing is he sustains, too. You know, the sustainability here with Kansas city is remarkable. Um, I think what he's done is, is unbelievable. And he's, you know, he's innovative. He's not one of these older yeah. coaches who just sort of oh, rests yeah. on his laurels. Like he, he wasn't afraid to incorporate the college stuff. He's not afraid. Hey, Patrick, what do you, what do you feel comfortable with? What do you do best? All right, let's utilize that. He's not a square peg round hole. And I give him a lot of credit for that for an older guy. Now who's been in the league for a long time, who could just say, Hey, my system works. I've won a lot of games. You figure it out. Young guy. And I think that's what, what has made him as good as he has is his adaptability over the years. And it's something that I would think somebody like Sirianni or one of the you know relatively younger coaches in the league would look at and say, man, look at how this guy has evolved since 1999 to where he is now as a head coach. But yeah, make no mistake. I mean, from an offensive perspective, from a coaching perspective, the, you know, the, the, the area, I'm sure you guys have talked about it a lot this week and will continue to. I, I just, other than Chris Jones and a couple players on the defensive side, I think you can score on this team. It's going to be a matter of the Eagles' defense containing, not not nullifying, but containing this offense of the Chiefs. All right, if you need the hot take of the day, I'll give it to you right now. In 2033, <laughs> Nick Sirianni signs on as to become the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. It, it, it just goes full circle again. He and his wife get to go back to Kansas City It'll happen again. Andy Reid went there. Nick Sirianna will do the same thing. But not for a decade, Eagle fans. So I hope I'm a guest it. that day, Jody, on uh, uh, <laughs> 365, when we all have our walkers out and we're, and we're, we're <laughs> what did you say? What did you say, Sonny? Uh, well, believe it or not, we got the tape. If you want to hear me say it again. <laughs> um, I, uh, Rob Ellis, I'm sure you were eating your Cheerios when we had Martin Frank on. Yep. So you probably didn't hear this question. Last week against the San Francisco 49ers, the Eagles ran the ball. How many times? Uh, 44. The week before against the New York Giants in their blowout victory in the divisional round, the Philadelphia Eagles ran the ball how many times? 44. 44 and 44. Yes. If I tell you they run it 44 times against the Kansas City Chiefs, where will you be situated for the parade, Rob Ellis? I will be. Uh, you know where my spot is, guys? This is where my spot the last time. I took the kids. We got right on. It was brilliant, by the way. I'm not. Let me tear a, a rotator cuff. So what I did was I got right between on Patterson Avenue, 
where the where the L where the where the you know the, the SEPTA uh, station is NRG I think and Chickies or uh, and Live we got right between both of those and it was the first stop of the bus and in fact Jason Kelsey threw a T-shirt that my son who was then in high school caught so it, or maybe he was in eighth grade I don't know he caught it anyway and that's going to be my spot but Jody you're right if they're running the ball forty four times it means they're pounding it down the Chiefs throat and yeah. this is absolutely a win if that's the case. That was uh, that. That's a good spot because Jason yeah. wasn't uh, all juiced up by no, that. No, he was still was very he, still, he was in regular still. garb. It was pre-mummer, John. <laughs> yeah, you you want to catch Jason pre-mummer? That's the way you go. Yeah. <laughs> what I yeah, what uh, I a quickie quickie note, and I apologize, John and and Rob. Last time I had the parade, I was in the parking lot to watch the buses leave. And then got in my car, went back across the bridge, sat in front of the TV and watched everything come down from the Art Museum steps. Didn't yeah. stay. Got in my car while they were rolling down Broad Street, but I wanted to get a good look at yeah, that. Yeah, I got right. out of I got out of there as quickly as possible. Now, originally they were gonna let us go on, you know, a, a bus or whatever they are, right. a truck, the flatbed. Uh they were gonna let the media do like the Phillies did, uh, right. I believe. The Eagles ended up didn't they didn't do that so it wasn't wasn't even worth it but from a media perspective but obviously uh it would be very exciting for the fans and to get there rob yeah um you mentioned kansas city they're very top heavy team they got some great players the best player in this game is going to be patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. let's all be honest i mean that is the biggest difference maker now the eagles get a little bit of a break no matter even the extra week, high ankle sprain is a high ankle sprain. He's not going to be a hundred percent, but he's a home run hitter. Yeah, and if he gets hot, they can beat anybody. Um, no, no doubt. What do you have to do to contain Patrick Mahomes? I, I think the, the best thing he does, John, and this is where he and Kelsey are brilliant together because there's a lot of off schedule stuff. There's a lot of stuff where it wasn't drawn up that way. And some of that is just innate that those two have, you know, just that connection, that telepathic connection that they have with one another. But I think that's where he kills you more than anything else. And this is where they props to him for picking up that first down. And then, of course, there was the late hit. You know, we all know what happened there. But that's the biggest thing is if he's limited from a mobility standpoint, you just can't let him get loose to buy enough time to make those off schedule plays. Easier said than done. There's got to be a level of contain there that I think is it could be the game changer in this thing. And I, I will just real quick, and I'll get back to Mahomes, but on the defensive side, doesn't this feel a lot like the Niners in the sense that Chris Jones is great. Chris Jones, yeah. Bosa oh, was man. great. If you just don't let him kill you, there's not a ton else there that's really going to hurt you on that side of the ball. I, that's really where I think the big advantage is for the Eagles. I you think know, really I, you know it's interesting you bring that up, Rob, because – I watched Dexter Lawrence against Minnesota, and I said, "Ooh, he's going to be a problem." I didn't even know he was on the field. Yeah, uh, against the Eagles. Um, go back to Jeffrey Simmons. I I would watch him, and I I'd say, "Ooh, he's going to be a problem." No, he wasn't. Nick Bosa, he's going to be a problem. No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm through worrying about this offensive line. Yeah. I mean, at, it, this is the best offensive line. Since the '90s, uh, Cowboys. Yeah, that's yeah. my. That, I, I Eric mean, Williams, Larry Allen, that crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, look, Newton, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Stepnowski, Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah, they were loaded. I agree. The, all five 
Pro Bowl All-Pro or Pro Bowl Alternate. Jordan Mylott is healthy now. He struggled right. a little bit during the regular season. Now he's healthy. He's dominating. Isaac Samalo is the most underrated one. Um, Landon Dickerson got a little bit of a hyperextended elbow, but he's going to play. He's going to be fine. Um, I don't worry about Chris Jones. And he's a great player, mm-hmm. but he's one guy, and they're, they have that entire ear interior to deal with him. Yeah, I, I will say this. I don't know, you know, if they can finish this thing off and win it and he doesn't give up any pressures or quarterback hits and sacks. This run we're seeing from Lane Johnson, I'm talking about over a, a sustained couple of years into this you know, torn abductor thing that he's doing, is nothing short of remarkable. I know it's an offensive lineman. It's not a quarterback making heroic throws or a one-handed catch or whatever, yeah. but this is nothing short of incredible with this guy. This guy dominates the best players in football every week. Like for me, I know we always talk about Kelsey and he's absolutely a Hall of Famer in my estimation. Why isn't Lane Johnson in the conversation? He should because be. of the PE. Jody and I talk about it. He he's the be. best tackle in football, yeah. period. Not right. Period. And he should be a Hall of Famer. He's done yeah. it long enough and he's gonna do it a couple more years. He's a Hall yeah. of Fame lock. Oh, and I yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. The question is how much longer is he gonna play? Which is one of the questions going to pop up after this game, win or lose. Brandon Graham, uh, even longer tenured than Lane Johnson, and mm-hmm. probably not in the Hall of Fame conversation the way Lane is, but he's certainly an Eagle Hall of Famer. But they have a lot of free agents they have to deal with this offseason. The cap is going up, but Jalen Hurts' payday is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be an issue with Brandon Graham coming back to this team for next season? Jody, I think he's, on a positive note, I think he's the most likely to give you a little bit of a break in terms of a hometown discount because he does love it here, right? And he makes no bones about it. But it, it's it's going to be hard, and where do you draw the line? I mean, do you value a 25-year-old C.J. Gardner-Johnson who you might have to kick in a couple extra bucks, which could come out of the, the coffers for, for Brandon? It's, it's going to be really hard. It's a good problem, mind you, okay? But it's a problem nonetheless. I think he's the most likely to give you a bit of a break, certainly more than than some others. I like I've heard people float the theory that Jalen Hurts is gonna no, he's not. And why would he give you any no. kind of break? Get no, every he's penny not. you can get, man. So yeah. I think Brandon's your only shot, Jody, at any kind of a little bit of a of leeway here. So I don't think it's out of the question he comes back. I think he values look, he knows too. He's he's potent. I know it's gonna change a little bit, but he's in a rotation that keeps him fresh. Even though his numbers, his snaps are limited, he's not at a point now where he, I think it's an ego thing where I got to be out there. He knows this makes him a better football player. Yeah. So if he's thinking long term production and ha- and happiness, I think he'll be. I, I actually I would I would lean more towards he's back, Jody, than he's not. Back. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with Rob there. I think of all the the difficult decisions, I think Brandon's the easiest for that reason. He wants to be back here. He wants to get the 15 years. He understands, as Rob said. This has worked out beautifully for him, uh, uh, limiting uh, his reps because of the depth of the defensive line. He understands all this. I think he's he's on board, and the Eagles know he's still a very good player, very important player, and he will give him a break. He's made enough money. Um, I I think that's one of the easier ones in a in what's going to be a very difficult offseason. But we have plenty of time to talk about that. I want to talk about legacies, Rob, legacy of this team, because I'm already 
This is the best team I've ever covered. This is the best team. This is a better team than the Super Bowl team. Um, they will not be regarded as that if they don't finish the deal, though. Um, it, it, agree with that? Disagree? Do I, people I understand how good this team is. Yeah, I agree on both fronts, John. Number one, they've dominated, really. And I, I it's funny. We I asked Ray Dinger about this yesterday. We had Ray on the, on, on Sports Take, and he said. He said they would they would go down as, as the greatest in his estimation. I think he he comped them to like the forty eight team. That's yeah, hard for I'm, me. I, I'm saying Super Bowl era for me. No, right, I agree. So yeah, I, but so I can't go yeah. and and, and yeah. dig too deep into that. But um, I would agree. You do have to finish the job. Like it's all going to be. It's a great story, and it's been an amazing run. But if you don't win the Super Bowl, you can't compare it to seventeen. You just can't, no matter what, because they didn't finish the job, and seventeen knocked off the evil empire. But if you win it. Considering the way that they've done it, they're going to end with 17 wins if they win that game. That's never been done in franchise history. And I know you played one more regular season game, but nonetheless, they have dominated the trenches on both sides. They have the best offensive line and defensive line in football, in my estimation. They'll have a quarterback who had who probably won't win it, but was in the conversation as an MVP. You know, in every phase, they've dominated. I, I don't know how there's any other measuring stick. If you win the whole thing, you win more games than any team in franchise history has won, and you do it in a dominating fashion, not to mention knocking off Andy Reid, you know, the, the guy who, who laid the foundation for a, for a lot of the philosophical ways the organization goes about things, yeah. against Mahomes, who's going to go down as an all-time great. Yes, they are. It's okay to say we're not hot-taking here. It, it, it's just the reality of it. Uh, I've mentioned this to a couple guys we've had on during the week and in other broadcast outlet I work on. Why is Kelsey always wide open? How does this happen? <laughs> Do, have we not figured out that he's the best pass receiving tight? How does the opposition not only let him get open, but wide open? It just bothers Zach out of me, and uh, hopefully the Eagles have an answer for it. But I want to take get a Kelsey take in another direction. Dallas Goddard. He's one of the best tight ends. Mm -hmm. He's not Kelsey, but yeah. he's surely one of the best tight ends. And last week... When Purdy went down, the whole comparison with Ian Kittle kind of went by the board. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even fair. And, oh, by the way, Eagles didn't throw it that much, so Dallas didn't put up big numbers. How big a game is this for Dallas Goddard? For We know it's all for the Super Bowl and everything, but just his career going forward, the way he's looked at, the way right. he's viewed in the NFL, matching up against Kelsey in the biggest game. How big for Goddard? It's a big game for him, for sure, Jody. I mean, I, I, look, he was – Yet last week was a lot of sort of just dump over the middle and try and move the chains a little bit or advance, you know, get, make it a third and short. It was a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't see that happening against the Chiefs. I think there's going to be more shots downfield. I think he's been underutilized. And that and that's not necessarily a bad thing or a knock on anybody. It, it, when you have a lot of talented players, there's only, only so much distribution that you can get. And I think he's hurt by that a little bit. Look, I to, to your Kel Kelsey point, I thought if anything – if there was going to be a year where we saw him take a little bit of a step back, I thought it'd be this year simply because yeah. they lose Tyreek Hill, right? You're going to focus more on him. No disrespect to Hardman and Schuster Smith and all those guys. They're, they're okay. They're fine. And Mahomes figures out the way to make them look great at times. But you thought teams would really concentrate on Kelsey and that would shut him down. And I'm sure they have, but that just tells you how good the guy is. I think he's got – I think a lot of things help him. One is he was a quarterback back in his day. He went to Cincinnati as a quarterback at college, I mean. And that, I think, helps him understand Mahomes a little bit more, knowing when to get back to the you – know, come back to a pet, to a play, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think Goddard – we haven't 
we haven't seen really even close to scratching the surface of what he's capable of. And I think this could be a game where everybody's focused on a lot of other things, maybe A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, et cetera, on and on and on, where you could see him have a really big one. And I think he's due for one. I do. Uh, let's talk about the quarterback, Rob. Uh, we mentioned him a little bit. He's going to get a big payday uh, very soon. Uh, Tom Brady retires today for good, and he announced it himself, so a little bit more credible uh, this time around. Um, Tampa Bay wasn't a great team this year, but Tom was still uh, playing at a, a high level, um, certainly still could win games. That's another NFC quarterback off the board. Obviously, he was this season because he's probably going to be second in the MVP voting to Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. But is Jalen Hurts just the flat-out best quarterback in the NFC moving forward? Yeah, I mean, considering I think Rodgers is probably exiting the NFC, in my opinion, Um, unless unless he ends up in Tampa. But, uh, yeah, you look around, John, you look at the landscape, you know, it's it's – it's changed, right? Guys have aged out, if you will. Um, and Jalen's upped his game to the point where, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think all off the top of my head. You got Dak, you got Stafford coming back, you got Cousins, you got Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I think, is the most underrated quarterback in the NFC. Had a I great really year. Do. I give yeah. him a lot of props, by the yeah. way. You know, he he gets dumped to De- Detroit where he could have just kind of mailed it in and stole money yeah. and just become another Detroit quarterback where it's a disaster, and he didn't. I give him a lot of props for yeah. the way he handled as a professional. You got um, Daniel Geno Smith had a great year. Nah, I'm taking Jalen all day. All day it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, it, it, simply because I, I also know he's going to get better and better and better. Like Kyler I Murray, more, I, I got to throw, he had a bad year, but uh, talented. I'm not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think it's Jalen, and it's really, when you think about it, I don't think it's all that close. I mean, even guys like Stafford have injury issues that, that are lingering. I think, I think the Rams are in for a world of hurt going forward with the way they approach things and props to them. They won a Super Bowl, but I think this thing is sustainable too. Not only is Jalen good and driven, he's got a great offensive line. And, yeah. and other than say Amalu, that's not changing unless somebody retires. But I think, you know, you, you can see this thing going forward being in, in a really good shape for him. So uh, yeah, I'll take Jalen Hurts all day. And, and the, other, the other thing, I'm not, I know he didn't play. I don't think he played great on Sunday. I thought the Giants game, he actually played really, really well. They just didn't have to do a lot. I thought he was a yeah. little bit off Sunday. So I think some of the concern in, from some people uh, about how he's playing right now is a little bit overblown, but it's only natural. It's the quarterback spot. John, shame on you for leaving out the red rifle when you were running. Wow. That well, how Andy dare Dalton. you, John? Yeah, Andy Dalton. That is, yeah. That's he came in here and mistake. kind of beat that Gardner Minshew guy. So yes, that's all did. I'm saying. Don't, right, don't disrespect the red rifle. Um. <laughs> All right, Rob, back to the Chiefs and the Eagles coming up on Sunday. We talked a lot before you went to about the coaching matchup uh, between these two teams, the quarterback matchup between these two teams. How about the coordinator matchup between these two teams? Again, the Eagles look like they're not going to lose either of their two coordinators. Shane Steichen could still get the cult job. He's scheduled to do a second interview, but they're going to have to fit it in because he's kind of busy coaching here in Philadelphia this week. Mm-hmm. Gannon is staying. How big is that to the future Eagles' success? The fact that in a season where it looked like they could be losing key assistants on the team, and they may yet lose an assistant or two, not a coordinator, yeah. an assistant or two. How big is it that it looks now like they're going to be able to keep their guys? 
huge. I mean, it's hard to to keep your coordinators after you either win or get to a Super Bowl. It really is. And, you know, and this this looked like it was headed another direction for for a while here. Um, so I know I think it's enormous. And uh, you know, the the guy you may lose maybe is Brian Johnson, maybe is an offensive coordinator somewhere, yeah. and and yeah. that would that would be a hit. You know, he look. I think he's a a really great young mind, but. Yeah, for the most part, you're keeping this thing intact. And Jody, maybe that helps keep some of these free agents who might be on the fence around, right? Maybe. I mean, if all things are equal money-wise, maybe having the just the knowledge that this guy's going to be back is big for them. Um, you know, as far as the coaching advantage, you know, Steve Spagnuolo knows what he's doing, right? And you're going to get a really good effort out of him. That much we know. We saw him here. We know what he did with the Giants. We know what he's done with Andy. So, I think you're in for a challenge. The enemy who's been for whatever reason, sort of overlooked here when it comes to coaching searches and whatnot. And Andy, you know, it's hard to know, hard to separate church from state there. Who's doing what exactly in terms of play calling, but yeah, this is formidable, man. This is not Eagles. Don't come in with some great advantage there. That's for sure. I'm confident with the Eagles bring to the table. And you guys know, I've been a Gannon guy the, the whole way along and Steichen. I don't, you know, obviously other teams respect him in a big way. Colt's still interviewing them. Yeah, but I think that I think this is pretty close, Jody. Like if you're looking at this and you probably maybe have to lean towards Andy simply because of the experience factor. Yeah, it is pretty impressive at our Ellis sports. Follow Rob on Twitter. Obviously, the host of Sports Take here on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Noon to three with the gun. Big Barrett Barrett Brooks. Uh, does a tremendous job there. Sports Radio WIP as well. I know it's tough for you, Rob. You said at the start of this to get through this. So doing push-ups. So as we finish to, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get you through this. Thank it's you. Early. Guys. It's early in the process. I know. I, I know. I'm in trouble. I got to calm down. Yeah. A little bit. I'll be okay. I, I yeah. want to get you. I want to. I I I want to get an X factor uh, for each team. If you think somebody. You know, we've seen it in the past where some player, you know, Tim Smith back in the day jumps up and has a phenomenal game for old school football fans. But uh, Eagle side, Chiefs side, anybody coming out of nowhere making a big play to say, hey, uh, we're going to be go down in Super Bowl lore. How about. Marcus Epps pick six. Yeah, there we go. Ooh, Epsy. Exactly. I love when people go Epsy. Epsy, man. You can't go wrong with Epsy. Uh, Epsy makes a play that nobody thought was going to happen. You're, you know, you're thinking it's going to be CJ Gardner Johnson who's got a nose for the football. He's going to have the interception. I think Epps comes up with a big one in this game, guys. I, I think that could be enormous. Um, wow, as far as the other side goes, you know, the Chiefs, I, I don't know. I don't think this is a an out of nowhere pick. And and I know you guys know him very well as Jersey guys, but this kid Pacheco, man, is yeah. legit, and yeah. he is not somebody to sleep on here because he can do a lot of different things for the Chiefs. There was a great draft pick, uh, and people who you know are watching us who saw him at Rutgers know, and or, you know in, in the Jersey area know. But he's a name that maybe nationally and maybe some Eagles fans aren't quite as familiar with. But he is really good. I would watch out for him if I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, Vineland's old. Old. I like it. Vineland, yeah, New Jersey. He's yeah. legit. All right, I'm going to call BS on both you guys. When <laughs> when Epsy signs with the Minnesota Vikings this offseason, you'll both go, ah, no great loss. Who's uh, come well, on, how Jody. Do you, how do you even spell Epps? You'll, you'll get over Epsy going elsewhere. Uh, he's not going back to the Vikings. They waved him. 
He doesn't want to go back to the new, Vikings. New, new regime in Minnesota. New I got my 29 jersey, manager. Come on. Oh, no. Epsi loves the, the lakes. <laughs> uh, just remember. Hot takes. Okay. Sirianni, new head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs in 3033. 3033? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you better keep yourself healthy. That's some longevity, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He's uh, got to uh, keep uh, himself healthy. I, thank you for catching me on that, John. A little overstated. A thousand years from now. No, 10 years from now. Uh, he's taking over the Kansas <laughs> Chiefs and Epsi signs with the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see if that happens this offseason. Yeah. All right. So uh, we know where you're going to be for the uh, parade after the Eagles win yes. this thing. Where are you watching the game on Sunday? So I'll watch the game. I, this is my usual, uh, what I usually do. I, I watch the first quarter and a half at my house, hop in the car. That gets me to the studio at WIP right before the third quarter. And then I do the post game in the Eagles fifth quarter with uh, with John Ritchie and, and Jack Fritz. So that's my that's usually if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's worked very well for me the, for a couple of years. Same as Nick Sirianni. Keep it the same. Right? I don't. Yeah, no, John, I don't mess with it, man. Yeah. I do not mess with it at all. Yeah. Is there anyone on that broadcast team who makes watching the game difficult? Jack Fritz makes it difficult. Uh, he, he's distracting. Yeah. Uh Yes, I get distracted very easily. Like when I'm home, I I'm a down and distance guy. Like I chart. Let me see if I can. If you guys can see this, I don't know if you can see it well enough. You can't. You I got follow. the Ray Dinger yellow legal pad going. Yeah, I'm a I'm a down and distance first and there ten ball to thirty five. Yeah. I I chart every single play. So I've been doing that for for a hundred years. Uh, so I I that's why even even driving in the car, I'm a little bit put off that I can't chart every single play. I got to be careful driving the car, but I try to get into the studio and I want to be like locked in and people are like, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, can we just watch the game? Like, yes. Richie doesn't do that. Does he? He's a no. focused guy. Richie is Richie's the most laid back. Like I'll give you an example. When we're doing the post game show, Richie's already got the all 22 up and he's breaking down plays as we're doing the post game show. That's nice. how locked in Richie is. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's focused. There, there's no question. <laughs> I don't worry about Richie. Richie's the last guy I worry about. <laughs> yeah. When we bring you on, we don't worry about you. We just soak in the info. <laughs> Rob Ellis, thank you very much. Thanks, Have a boys. great week on Sports Taken. Oh, yeah, then another week thereafter. Before That's the right. Hey, by the way, today, 1230 Lane Johnson. Lane Peyton Johnson. Lane at 1230. Yes. Yes. Very yes. Nice. Yes. Yep. Uh, the, the, and you can tell him that I, along with Rob Ellis, have already confirmed that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So please pass that along to him. I will, Jim. Uh, we've, I will. we've already already got him canton bound. <laughs> uh, Robbie, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks, pal. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Good Rob. You, as always. Take care, guys. Rob Ellis from uh, Sports Take with Lane Johnson coming up today. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, through a torn adductor to do Sports Take. Well done, Lane Johnson. And uh, he won't have to go up against Barrett Brooks because he'll be somewhere else. And no no yeah. in-studio hand-wringing between those two guys. Uh, that is a, a good get. The uh, Jacob Media Channel has a good relationship with uh, Mr. Hall of Fame Lane Johnson. Good to know he's going to be here around later on this afternoon. All right, McMullen and McDonald, back-to-back guys coming back to put a ball on the show. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Jeff D. 
Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. down the home stretch on a uh, waiting Wednesday birds 365 as the Super Bowl is still down the road a little bit and we'll continue to break it down for you the rest of this weekend all next week uh Johnny Mac is today a happy Wednesday uh no um different schedule this week because of uh uh the Super Bowl big game coming up if no one didn't know uh they're gonna practice Thursday, have a walkthrough on Thursday. They're going to practice Friday and Saturday, and they leave for Arizona on Sunday. Um, and they get into Arizona at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time, 3 o'clock local time on Sunday, I believe. Well, when do you get to talk to the still here in Philadelphia coordinators? The coordinators are not on the schedule yet, uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. They might have just forgotten, uh, got to follow up. Uh, they do have 
they're going to have podium availability with a bunch of players, Jalen Hurts, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, all the the main eventers, um, locker room access, but no coordinators on the schedule yet. We'll see. They should be on the schedule. So Do you think that that's because Shane Steichen is still in conversation with another team? And No, he's talked to now. We've asked nothing to do it. They just forgot them. Uh, And they forgot them. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. How do you forget that the coordinators kind of talk to the media? uh, Hey, you'd be surprised, Jody. Now we, we, we've asked Shane that question before on and off the record. He's used to it by now. Jonathan as well. Be where your feet are. is the, it's the answer. Um, but no, that's not the reason. And, the, and yeah, I think it's more likely they forgot, to oh, be honest. Jesus. Well, so that, that that whole thing Nick Sirianni was given about, they're prepared, they're in the moment, they're focused, they're, there'll be no distractions. Well, except for the PR staff that forgot the well, he's not running. He's not running the PR staff. Okay, well, then maybe he should. Nick, if you're listening, you might have to have a talk with your PR staff because John says they're forgetting that the coordinators need to be available for the media. I'm just saying. All right, uh, partner, uh, we'll do this again. I'm I'm good for tomorrow. Are you? You gonna be back here with me? Uh yeah, yeah. I'm planning on it day to day as always, but uh, planning on it. Good deal. Uh, and uh, my bud, Glenn Macknow, will be joining us uh, tomorrow, the host of the Eagles pregame show. We had the host of the Eagles postgame show today, Rob Ellis. And don't forget Lane Johnson right here, Jacob Media YouTube channel, 1230 on Sports Take. Uh, Glenn Mack will join us tomorrow. You get the Mac and Mac guys right back here on Birds 365 in 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.